Say goodbye to the food police and hello to peace. Welcome to the Love Food Podcast, hosted by dietitian and food behavior expert, Julie Duffy Dillon. This authentically engineered series is in the form of a love letter, welcoming you to reconnect with food. Now pour a cup of coffee or a margarita and let's begin. Hi, and welcome to episode 200 of the Love Food Podcast. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, registered dietitian and partner on your food peace journey. I am so glad you're here. Thank you for connecting today. And today is a special day because as this fabulous rounded number, number 200, and I am just amazed, I'm just floored that we are still connecting in this podcast. I started it back in 2016 and I didn't really know what I was doing. I just knew that I wanted to talk to you about your complicated relationship with food. And I had been sitting across people for years and years exploring their relationship with food. And so I just wanted to talk to more people about it. And I have to say, you really have supported me and help this show grow into so much more than I ever thought it could grow into. And um, it also has helped me to have different opportunities that I never thought I would have. Like I've been able to speak at conferences and interview people that I never would have a reason to interview before. And, um, you know, I just really appreciate your support. I don't want to spend so much time um, you know, just reminiscing in this way, but I want you to know whether you're a new listener or you've been around since January of 2016 or somewhere in between, I so appreciate you. And in particular, I appreciate that you trust me enough to help you sift through your relationship with food. I think it's a sacred relationship. It's very close to your heart. And anytime you let anybody into that space, it really is an honor and a privilege. So thank you for letting me in. So today's episode is not going to be typical because it's 200. I couldn't do just a regular old episode. And when I was thinking about what I wanted to do, I looked back at the catalog of episodes and episode 99, I wrote a letter to diets. And actually it's the episode that has the most downloads of all, which is really interesting to me. There's something about Um, saying fuck off diets, that really is, I don't know, appealing, I guess, when people are looking at podcasts to listen to. So I was thinking, well, obviously that was helpful, but I didn't want to say the same thing. And honestly, I think I need to say it differently because all of my talk about rejecting diets and reclaiming your, your body as you're the expert of your body and um, you know, just rejecting diet culture in general, I see how that leaves some people out. And what I mean is that people who are dieting often feel not um, like they can listen to podcasts like mine. And something that I want to, I want you to know, and anybody who is moving away from diets, craving a diet or um, dabbling in them doesn't make you a bad person it makes you surviving our culture. 
And so I'm going to actually write a letter to dieters, or maybe we want to call them lifestyle changers, whatever wellness culture likes to call them at this point. So instead of a letter to food, I'm going to be sharing my letter to a dieter. And that may not be you right now, especially if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, or you've done a lot of work in, in moving away from diet culture and reclaiming your body as your own and you're the expert of your body. But we are swimming in this culture that is so disordered and that diets are so normal that you may find that sometimes it's just exhausting to fight diet culture. So if that's the case, keep this episode handy. You may find it, or my intention with it is to help help you feel more powerful fighting diet culture because it's not your fault. It's diet culture's fault. But before we get to my letter to dieters, a word from our sponsor. This episode of a Love Food Podcast is brought to you by my PCOS and Food Peace course. If you have PCOS, you've been told at some point in your lifetime that you must diet in order to manage your PCOS. And I hope you know that there are other options. I have a course that I designed just for you. Those of you who are wanting to move away from diets, or if you already are pretty firm in um, living a fat positive life, um, you've done intuitive eating work, but you may still want some more tools to help you to promote health and to feel at home in your own skin, skin rather with PCOS, then my course is for you. Check out all the details at PCOSandfoodpeace.com. And it is February. So the month of February, I do every year a 30% off coupon just for those of you who listen to the podcast. So if you are in the space where you want to pursue this course and it's the right time for investment, use the coupon code LOVEFOOD at checkout. All one word, LOVEFOOD, and you'll get 30% off. If February is not the right time for you to make this investment, just know in September I will be also doing a similar kind of um, discount. It'll be 30% off as well. And so just know that if you can't buy it now, you can wait until September and you'll have the discount opportunity again. And if you enjoyed this episode of the Love Food Podcast, I would so appreciate a rating or review. I have mentioned to many of you, and I've mentioned in, in a few episodes, that I am in the process of pursuing a literary agent. I am knocking on doors and trying to find someone to represent me because I want to write a book. And I need your help. The feedback I've gotten from the literary agents so far is that I need to have 1,000 rating reviews in order for them to even consider it. It's ridiculous, I know, because we've worked for four years already and we have just a little bit more than half that. But alas, so far, you all have really, really helped. I believe there's about 100 more reviews since I started asking. Um, and so thank you. And if you haven't had a chance to leave one, I would really appreciate it if you could. It just takes just a few seconds on the Apple Podcasts app. And yeah, I really appreciate it. All right, so enough of all that. Let's get to my letter to dieters. Dear dieter or lifestyle changer, hey there. I know we've had some tense moments over the last few years. And while I'm a dietitian, 
you may have been avoiding me, and I don't blame you. I can be called a zealot when it comes to being anti-diet, and I can react quite impulsively in a way that can be reactive when someone brings up diets or weight-centric talk. In some ways, I'm not apologetic for my reaction, but I wish it didn't exclude you. I really want you to have a place to explore your craving to diet and your need to feel accepted. I think that's what dieting is all about. So I do stand in solidarity with you. I just can't support some of the choices you're making. And I hope this letter helps to clarify that in a way that helps you understand where I'm coming from. I really am not against you. I believe in body autonomy. You get to do whatever you want with your body. You are the expert of your body. I am not the expert for your your body. Nor are you the expert of my body and what I choose to do to my body and how I choose to feed my body and move my body. Along with that, while you're in charge of your body and you are allowed as much autonomy as you want, your behaviors and your outcomes from your behaviors does not allow you to be the expert in anyone else's body. Our neighbor is hearing way too much about how they should be treating their body because maybe this diet is working for you or maybe you're not doing a diet. Maybe you're just choosing things differently. You've changed some part of your lifestyle and maybe it works for you. But what I really want you to know is the thing I cannot tolerate is you assuming that your behavior is going to work for anyone else. We are doing way too much judging people's behaviors based on how they look. And while I totally respect your body and your body autonomy, I will not tolerate language that further harms people that are in our community that harms our neighbor and keeps them from going to the doctor or keeps them from getting a job or keeps them out of academic circles. That's just not okay. I hope you appreciate there's much nuance in this conversation. And while I respect that you get to do what you want with your body, I also want you to know that I think you are doing the best job that you can navigating this world. This world is hostile to people who don't look a certain way. If we're not white, thin, and cis-appearing, then the world is going to tell us our body is wrong. And maybe you live in a body where you're getting that message that it's wrong or it's at risk for being wrong. I appreciate that diets help open doors for you or maybe keep some doors open. And that's where I have to really respect and give you a lot of compassion. I know this is just you navigating your life the best you can. I'm not against you, but here's what I am against. I'm against diet culture, heteronormative thinking. I'm against white supremacy. And you may be wondering why I bring up these big, heavy topics when it comes to fruits and vegetables or how many macros you're getting of a certain certain macronutrient, when we dig deeper to the roots of these belief systems and how they've influenced healthcare, 
in our culture, they have roots in white supremacy. They have homophobic ties. These are things that are really important to call out. And again, I don't think you are a bad person, dieter. I think diet culture is bad. And I think white supremacy is bad. I think heteronormative thinking is bad and harmful and limiting. So that's what I'm against. And that's what I really, really encourage you to try to shift to. While at the same time, I'm sorry that you don't always get the chance to explore your experiences with diets. But at the same time, I hope you can appreciate that people who are moving away from diet culture have no spaces available to them to be able to be somewhat safe. And so when we draw the line, those of us who work in fat positive care, when we draw the line or we say we cannot allow this comment or we cannot allow this type of conversation, it's because we have everywhere to talk about diets and what we're doing to change our body. We need to allow space for people to move away from. And we need to allow space for people to know that the dieter is just surviving too. Something as a healthcare provider that I really connect with is that we do so much to promote performative healthcare. What do I mean by that? Well, basically, I appreciate that you're dieting because you probably were told by your doctor or you're scared your doctor's going to say something to you about your body size, so you diet in order to lose weight before an appointment. I am against this type of expectation. I think it blocks access to health care. And I also know size discrimination is getting in the way with reproductive medicine, with surgeries that would help people to have less pain and also better quality of life. So again, dieter. I'm not against you. I'm against diet culture. But can I ask you a question? I'm wondering why you're dieting. Why now? What's going on? And you may say something about health, but can we peel the onion back a little bit more? Can we dig a little bit deeper? I'm wondering why you want to do this. Why you want to restrict carbohydrates again? why you want to exercise more again. Do you actually like how it feels all the time? Do you enjoy all that exercise and feel pleasure in it? If it is something that feels good to you and it works, and by works, I mean your body weight goes down and it stays down for years and years, well, I'm really glad for you. I'm glad that you found a tool that works for you. And just because it works for you doesn't mean it's going to work for most people. And research has shown that for most people, anywhere from 80% to 95% of people who diet are going to regain all the weight back within two to five years. One third to two thirds of people will regain even more weight than they lost to begin with. So maybe dieting is a tool that has worked for you and it hasn't harmed you. And if that's the case, well then, good, I'm glad but just don't assume that it's going to work for everybody else because you are the exception. The rest of us are the rule. So what about if this diet doesn't work for you? What if six months from now, a year from now, two years from now, you find yourself back where you began, 
feeling like you don't have, quote, control over your food, feeling like you can't stop eating, feeling your body weight change and your clothing sizes are changing, feeling your body regain the weight that it lost to begin with, or maybe even weighing more. What about then? I know for many of you, you may just go back on another diet because, again, performative health care, access to opportunities in life, trying to access the privilege that so many other people get without even having to think about it. I'm not against you, dieter, if you go there. What I'm against is the culture that is making that such a powerful option. If you're in a place where you can tell the diet is starting to wear off, it's not working. Again, it's usually around six months to a year after you start, whether you continue the diet or not. If you're in that place right now, just know that it's not your fault. You're not doing it wrong. Diets are designed to not be a lifelong solution to promote health. They're literally made to fail, so you'll buy them again. And somehow they've tricked you to think that it's your fault. Researchers have pointed to this many times now. It doesn't matter if you keep doing a diet in a, quote, perfect way or not. It's going to not work long-term for most people. We don't even need to study it anymore. It's been done so many times. The one thing that we need to study is how long does it take for the weight to come back? That's the thing that's the most debatable at this point. So if you're dieting and you're also dreading going on another diet, we call this diet rock bottom. And I hope you find a dietitian or a therapist that helps you explore where you are right now. And does it in a way that doesn't judge you because it's not your fault, dieter. It's diet culture's fault. You're just surviving this really toxic world. And what a great therapist or dietitian can help you figure out is how to answer that question, why? Why are you dieting? What are you needing when you're craving a diet? I'm guessing it's acceptance peace, power, comfort. It could be so many different things. So I wonder what it is for you. While I will continue to speak out against diet culture, while I will continue to speak out against fat phobic attitudes, beliefs, and systems, please know that I'm not against you dieter. I'm against the culture that's making you feel like you have to torture your body too. And I hope that one day that you have access to food peace and the journey as well. Love food. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this letter that food wrote, not me, right? (laughs) That I was thinking about for those of you who are dieting or maybe someone in your life who's dieting. I really think it's important to separate diet culture from the person who is just following the rules and complying. And also acknowledge that it is problematic to people who are in marginalized bodies. And I want a person who's dieting to also have access to food peace. There's nuance in this, it's complicated. 
And it's so important to keep exploring it. So let me know what you think. Let me know what you think is a way to navigate this nuance. I am listening. Shoot me an email at lovefoodpodcast at gmail.com. Before I sign off, I also want to invite you to send me your own Dear Food Letter. I haven't read yours yet, and I would love to read it. All you need to do is hash out all of your complicated kind of nuance and relationship with food and send it on over to lovefoodpodcast at gmail.com. I look forward to reading your letter on an episode in the future. And if you enjoyed this episode, again, I would love it if you left a rating or review, subscribed or shared an episode. Doing any of those acts of kindness really helps the show grow. Lastly, before I sign off, this episode of the Love Food Podcast is brought to you by my PCOS and Food Peace course. You can get to all the details at PCOSandFoodPeace.com. Don't forget that we have a special 30% off coupon during the month of February 2020. Use the coupon code LOVEFOOD, all one word, at checkout and you get 30% off. All right. So until next time, take care. Thank you for listening. I am Julie Duffy Dillon, and this is a Love Food Podcast. Do you want access to more food peace? Jump on over to my website and join my email list. There, I share exclusive content that I don't share anywhere else. Get access to these tips and strategies by going to juliedillonrd.com forward slash sign up. And I look forward to seeing you here next week for another episode of the Love Food Podcast. Take care. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.